This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist. Keep my eye on the economy every day for you, with no bluster, no bias, and no bull. June 9, 2020. A few economic releases today. Uh, first off is the Red Book Retail Sales, uh, which compares sales uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the same stores from a year ago. The prior reading was down minus 7.2%, and for the most recent week ending uh, June 6th, it was down 9.7%. So continued worsening in retail sales. <clears throat> Pardon me. And the job openings were 6.011 million jobs uh, open in March, and the forecast for April was 5.75 million, and actual for April was 5.046 million. So about 700,000 fewer jobs open than expected. So that's not good. And now for the National Federation of Independent Business Small Business Optimism Index. For April, the index was at 90.9. The forecast for May was 92, and the actual number was 94.4, which is better than the, even the highest forecast. So that's very, very good news. And uh, the commentary for the... In for the survey, <clears throat> the economic landscape is in turmoil, rocked by government policies to fight COVID-19, dramatic changes in Federal Reserve policies, the behavior of financial markets, government policies to stimulate the economy, and widespread protests expressing overwhelming public concerns. Policies to curb the spread of COVID-19 also curbed the, the growth in retail sales, which in April alone fell 16%. Policies to support spending produced a major surge in personal income, which collided with the anti-COVID-19 policies. Unable to easily spend the money, consumers saved it, including debt reduction, pr pr producing a savings rate of 33%, a historic record. This pot of money will find its way into the economy, but the pace at which it does will depend on how quickly the economy is reopened, which depends on the decisions of at least 50 levels of government and reports about the incidence of new, of new COVID-19 cases. Consumers will have to feel safe about emerging from lockdown in order to spe spend the money, which in turn will shape the pace of the recovery and employment. More stimulus, likely if the like, more stimulus is likely if the recovery and employment lags. There is plenty of pent-up demand. If conditions are favorable, that will provide lots of stimulus to, to the private sector. The federal will maintain its current posture, leaving interest rates historically low and liquidity strong. The stock market is optimistic. There are a huge number of policies and regulations that would determine how the economy does. Lots of uncertainty, but likely upward and small businesses are eager to get back to work. Now for the details of the survey. Uh, here are the major components. Plans to increase employment. This is uh, the net percent of people uh, who responded to the survey that are, uh, so it's basically net yes versus net no. Um, so the so a net eight percent of respondents plan to increase employment, and uh, that's a eight uh, that's a seven percent seven percentage point increase from last month, and that contributed nineteen percent to the overall change in the index. Plans to make capital outlays twenty percent up two percent from last month five percent contribution to the index. Plans to increase inventories, 2%, up 6 percentage points from last month, 16% contribution to the change in the index. 
Expect economy to improve 34%, 5% increase from last month, and 14% contribution to the index, to the change in the index. Expect re real sales to be higher, minus 24%, but that's still 18%. 18 percentage point increase uh, from the prior month, and it contributed 49% to the change in the index. So almost half of the change in the index was due to higher expectations for real sales. Current inventory, minus 5%. I think that means satisfied 2% uh, change from last month and 5% contribution to the index. <clears throat> Pardon me. Current job openings, 23%, uh, minus 1% from the previous month and minus 3% uh, takeaway from the change in the index. Expect credit conditions to improve minus 4% uh, um, and that's up 2% from the prior month and 5% contribution to the change in the index. Now a good now is, is now a good time to expand your business. 5% say yes on net. 2% uh, increase from the prior month and 5% uh, contribution to the change in the index and earnings trends minus 26% minus 6% from the pre previous month and minus 16% to the contribution to the change in the index okay and now for the details on the different measures so the the, the index was 94.4 in May, up from 90.9 in April, and down from 105 in May of last year. <clears throat> and the percent next three months, whether or not it's a good time to expand, was 5% in May, up from 3% in April, down from 30% in May of last year. The most important reason for expansion outlook. Why it's a good time to expand, the most important reason was economic conditions. Why it's not a good time to expand, the most important reason was economic conditions. So there's differences of opinion there, but largely leaning toward not a good time. Outlook for general business conditions. Net percent uh, better minus worse six months from now. 34% in May, up from 29% in April, and way up from 16% in May of last year. So that's kind of interesting. With, with the pandemic and the riots and job losses and everything, we still have 34% on net saying that they expect better general business conditions six months from now. Well, I guess that makes sense. I mean, we're coming back. We're coming from a very, very, very low point. So it can only, can only go up, right? Hopefully. Actual earnings changes. Net percent higher minus lower in the last three months. Minus 26% in May, minus 20% in April. Uh, so it's worse in May than April, and it was uh, much worse than minus 1% in May of 2019. Most important reason for lower earnings uh, was sales volume. Small business sales, actual sales changes, net percent higher minus lower for the last three months. Minus 19 in May, which is worse than minus 11 in April, and, uh, and much worse than 9% in May of 2019. Sales expectations, net percent higher minus lower during the next three months. In May, minus 24%. In April, minus 42%. So big increase um, in the number of people who are expecting higher sales in the next three months compared to the number of people who said so in April. 
but it's way down from 23%, a positive 23% in May of 2019. Prices. Actual price changes. Net percent higher minus lower. Minus 14 in May, up slightly from minus 18 in April, and down from 10% in May of 2019. Price plans. Net percent higher minus lower. In the next three months. In May, 9%. In April, minus 3%. So uh, a little bit of a, of a push toward higher prices in May, and but that's down from 20% in May of 2019. Actual employment changes. Net percent increase minus decrease for the last three months. Minus 16% in May, minus 12% in April, so it's worse than in May than in April, and uh, much worse than 9% in May of 2019. Qualified applicants for job openings. Percent few or no qualified applicants. So this is the number, the number of the percent. Uh, this is the percentage of respondents who say we have few or no qualified applicants for the jobs that we have open. The number was 37% in May, down from 41% in April, and way down from 54% in May of 2019. So finding qualified applicants is is becoming less less of a problem, obviously because. Well, on the one hand, a lot of companies are laying people off so they don't have to look for applicants, but when they are looking for applicants, there's a huge supply of labor out there so they can pretty much have the cream, you know, pick the cream of the crop. So finding out qualified applicants is not a problem right now. Small business employment, uh, job openings, percent with positions not able to fill right now. 23% in May, down slightly from 24% in April, and down from 38% in May of 2019. So, uh, this, you know, the lower this number goes, it means they're having less and less problems uh, trying to fill jobs. And that's all, again, because there's such a huge supply of labor. Hiring plans. Net percent increase minus decrease in the next three months. Or, yeah, in the next three months. 8% in May. Um, that's up from 1% in April, so that's good. And way down from 21% in May of 2019. Small business compensation. Actual compensation changes. Net percent increase minus decrease during the last three months. 14% in May, down slightly from 16% in April, but way down from 34% in May of 2019. Compensation plans. The net percent increase minus decrease in the next three months. May, 10%. April, 7%. So slight increase, down from 24% in May of 2019, however. Credit conditions, uh, regular borrowers, percent borrowing at least once every three months. In May it was 26%, in April it was 29%, so down slightly from April, and down a little bit from 31% in May of 2019. Availability of loans, net percent easier minus harder to get a loan compared to three months ago. Minus 2% in May, minus 4% in April, and minus 4% in May of 2019, so not much change. <clears throat> borrowing needs satisfied <clears throat> excuse me percent of all businesses last in the last three months that are satisfied uh, versus the percent of all businesses last three months not not satisfied so in May 33 percent were satisfied with their borrowing needs and uh, three percent were not in April 29 percent were satisfied five percent were not in May of 2019, 34% were satisfied, and 3% were not. So pretty much the same in May of 2020 as in May of 2019, uh, but uh, borrower needs are a little bit more satisfied in May of 2020 versus April of 2020.
Expected credit conditions, net percent easier minus harder during the next three months. Minus four in May, minus six in April, and minus five in May of 2019. So again, not much change in credit conditions. And interest rates, net percent the uh, net percent of higher minus lower interest rates compared to three months ago. This is basically saying, you know, are the interest rates on the loans that you're that you're taking out higher or lower for versus three months ago? Minus thirteen percent in May, minus eleven percent in April. So that suggests that uh, more people are finding lower interest rates compared to April in May. Uh, but that's that's way down from twelve percent in May of 2019. Actual interest rate paid on short-term loans by borrowers, 4.6% in May, 5.8% uh, down from 5.8% in April, and down from 7.8% in May of last year. Inventory changes, net percent increase minus decrease during the last three months, minus 15 in May, minus 11 in April, so it's getting worse, and uh, down from 2% in May of 2019. Inventory satisfaction, minus 5 uh, in uh, this is net percent too low minus too large, so minus five in May versus minus seven in April, and uh, compared to minus four in May. Inventory plans, net percent increase minus decrease in the next three to six months. May was two percent, April was minus four percent, so it suggests um, more people are planning on increasing inventories uh, in May versus April. And that's the same as it was 2% in May of 2019. Capital expenditures. Actual last six months. Or wait. Percent making a capital expenditure during the last six months. 52% in May. Down slightly from 53% in April. And down from 64% in May of 2019. And this number is... Looks like the lowest... This, this chart only goes back to 2015, so it's the lowest since at least 2015. Type of capital expenditures made. Percent purchasing or leasing during the last six months. The biggest was equipment, and the lowest was additional buildings or land. And it seems like it's pretty much the same trends compared to a year ago. Amount of capital expenditures made. Percent, uh, we don't need to go through that. Capital expenditure plans. Percent planning a capital expenditure during the next three to six months. 20% in May, up slightly from 18% in April, but down from May 2019, which was 30%. Single most important problem right now is poor sales. Uh, the second biggest problem, quality of labor, which is interesting because that kind of contradicts what I said about finding quality of labor earlier. The third biggest problem is taxes, the fourth biggest problem is government regulation, and the fifth biggest problem is uh, competition from large businesses. Smallest problems were inflation and interest rates. And that is it for the survey. A lot of information there, but very, very interesting to see where things are going. And now for a few economic tidbits here. Emerging economies uh, to shrink for the first time in decades. Emerging and developing economies will shrink this year for the first time in at least six decades. 
underscoring the, the mounting economic toll from the coronavirus pandemic as it spreads across the world. The bank's forecast, the World Bank's forecast, is that as many as 100 million people in the developing world will be tipped into extreme poverty by a projected 2.5% contraction in emerging markets GDP, with incomes per capita set to shrink 3.6% globally. The World Bank defines extreme poverty as an income of less than $1.90 a day. In recent weeks, coronavirus has spread from developed economies to big emerging nations, including Brazil, Russia, and India. Economic activity in Latin America and the Caribbean will suffer the biggest drop at 7.2% of GDP, while East Asia and the Pacific will be least affected with an expansion of 0.5%, although that would be its worst performance since 1967. Globally, the economy will shrink 5.2% this year. That is a huge, huge decline for the global economy. <clears throat> Brazil's central bank resists the use of latest quantitative easing powers. Brazil's central bank chief says that newly granted quantitative easing powers are intended more for market stabilization and not an alternative form of monetary policy. Last month, Congress granted the, the BCB crisis-fighting powers to buy a range of private and public assets, including government and corporate bonds, to ensure liquidity and shore up Latin America's largest economy, which is forecast to shrink more than 6% this year. Boy, I don't, do not understand why they wouldn't be using that tool. The Fed keeps investors waiting on the debt scheme. The launch of the Federal Reserve's program for buying corporate bonds is running behind schedule, prompting fears in the market that the U.S. Central Bank is risking a loss of credibility that could hamper its ability to tackle future crises. The Fed announced plans to buy corporate bonds on March 23rd, but more than two, two months on, the Fed has yet to launch the program, having limited its purchases to exchange-traded funds that track the corporate bond market rather than actually buying corporate bonds. A similar scheme carried out by the ECB, the European Central Bank, is simpler. The central bank buys whatever it wishes under its own eligibility criteria without any need for companies to register. Now for a few notes uh, on a video about the Federal Reserve. The Fed is currently carrying the market, the stock market. The key issue is whether people will be willing to spend the money they've saved up. The Federal Reserve made changes to the Main Street Lending Program. So if you have a business, um, uh, listen up. So... The minimum loan amount was lowered to $250,000 from $500,000. The maximum loan amount was increased to $300 million. I don't know what it was increased from, it didn't say. The repayment plan is increased to five years from four years, and the risk retention for the Fed increased to 95% from 85%. So what this is saying is that the Federal Reserve will cover 85, uh, 95% of all losses on the loans, and the bank who the banks that make the loans will only have to cover 5% of the, of the losses. So while that will help banks and companies because it will allow banks to lend more, um, any losses that the Fed takes is going to be paid for with, with taxpayer dollars. Okay. Now for an update on the coronavirus. I'm not going to share the, the mundane statistics, but... I will share one. Uh, the IHME raised the death projection to four, the that's the University of Washington model raised the death projection to 146,000 by August 4th, up from 135,000. So it's a 11,000 increase. So that's not not good news. Uh, the June 7 U.S. death toll of 373 was the lowest since March 26. So that's good news. We've had four straight days of below 1% growth in fatalities in the United States, also good news, and weekly fatalities have leveled off. But they, so and that's, that's not really good news because we want to see it continuing to go down. 
Now it seems like it's kind of leveled off a little bit. Now for tip number 42 on how to stay sane during unemployment. Tip number 42 comes under the fifth commandment of be good to others. Tip number 42 is donate to charity. Uh, the the tip for yes for the for June 8th was volunteer, and this is tip for June 9 is donate to charity, and they kind of you know fall in the same same idea, helping other people. Everybody needs a lot of help right now, so um, I'm certainly getting a lot of uh, uh, requests for for donations in the mail right now. I'm sure you are too. Uh, I, I get a lot all, all the time, but it seems like I'm getting more now. Um, so. Pick your favorite charity, donate. Uh, I usually wait, wait till around Christmas to donate, but um, maybe I'll pitch in a little bit more here now too. A lot of a lot of organizations need a lot of help right now, so if if you if you can handle it, if you can afford it, donate to charity. That's all I have. Uh, I have one more thing here, uh, and that is I have acquired a new follower, Lithy87. Welcome to my podcast. I hope you find it valuable and I hope you find it valuable enough to spread the word. So um, that's all I have for today. Please subscribe and follow me if you like what you hear. Please do spread the word to your family, friends, neighbors, and relatives. Uh, you can listen to previous episodes for other tips on how to stay sane during unemployment. And coming up in, the, in tomorrow's episode will be mortgage applications and consumer price index. This is Ed Cashmark, The Everyday Economist. Stay safe and stay sane. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.